Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your host Jocelyn Huss and Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is about rejection. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so something that Kay and I both really struggle with is feelings of abandonment or rejection. And I've I know a lot of people struggle with that because just conversations with my friends or conversations with my family and being in therapy, like, you just start to get a better knowing of yourself and kind of the people around you to see what they struggle with as well. Yeah. And this is a very main topic for a lot of people. Yeah. And especially because a lot of kids have parents that either deal with um, addiction or depression or anxiety and it causes them to be not as present as a parent that can trigger a lot of these emotions of rejection and abandonment and all of those things and um, I, as most of you know because I've talked about it a lot I growing up I didn't have either of my parents in my life at all and my mom was well I shouldn't say at all my mom was there but she wasn't very present in my life like I didn't live with her I lived with my grandparents we didn't have much contact um so yeah I grew up without my parents and that has put implanted so much insecurity within me and so much unsureness about myself I don't know if that's the word unsureness but you guys know what I'm saying it sounds good <laughs> we always do this we're like oh, it makes sense but to guess me what? don't care um, <laughs> but yeah I was just very unsure of myself growing up and had a lot a lot of insecurity and I still sometimes do like it comes out in different ways but it's crazy how all of those things can stem from something that happened to you so many years ago or like as you were a child but then something happens where it triggers it and all those emotions come back like you're living it again it's crazy yeah and I feel like a lot of times too because I do this a lot to myself we downplay it a lot I'll be like oh but I don't have it as hard as this person but you have to really realize because like Something, and Joss has made this very clear to me, and I made it prevalent because a lot of times I'll do it, well, I grew up in a two-parent household, so I shouldn't deal with this. But a lot of times, like, it's like, okay, what could be really small to somebody else could be huge to me. So it's just like, our big things are our big things, mm-hmm. like, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, like, it's like everyone deals with different things. So yeah. I feel like for me, a lot of times I'm like, well, why do I... I always question myself. I'm like, why do I struggle with this? Mm-hmm. And it's the enemy being like, okay, sister, like, you don't have this well, issue. Well, and sometimes I think we don't realize that's what's coming up when a certain emotion pops up. We're yeah. not like, oh, I'm feeling abandonment right yeah. now. We're <laughs> yeah. like, dang, like, this really sucks. Like, I don't know why I feel so sad. Like, I'm literally depressed because that's something that I really, really struggle with is when somebody leaves or a friendship ends, even if it was more my choice, I get so sad and depressed and I cry over it and I think about that person constantly and I'm like, well, now they don't like me and I feel like I need to make them like me yep. and I don't want them to think it's anything with them. It's just something I need to do for myself and like self-growth and my journey and this is what God wants and all these things go through my head and it's like no like stop you just have to think this is what's best for me in this moment and yes it might still hurt but I can't allow my unhealthy attachments to people affect the way I move forward and if or 
if or if not, I keep this toxic person in my life. Because if somebody treats you badly, it should just be they're gone. You shouldn't have this inner conflict like, well, this one time we had a really good laugh, but like all the other times we would just argue and they were terrible to me and they made me feel bad about myself. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay to let some people go. And I think that gets twisted too. Like, even though you feel abandonment, it doesn't mean that you can't let them go. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you because a lot of times too, um, I've realized, because recently right now I'm kind of like, I don't want to, my path is like, my focus completely right now is like getting the closest I can to Jesus. Like my focus is trying to get my relationship so strong with Jesus, like nothing else like crashes into it. Because what I do a lot is I'll end up talking before I would talk to boys and then like they would become my like god kind of and I don't want to do that like I want Jesus to be the center of my life and I'm sorry but if people aren't leading you to Jesus it's kind of like I'm taking a break from a lot of people and lately I realized like I'm like tied to certain people because I was unhealthily like unequally yoked with them and like connected to them so now saying like bye to them is almost like getting out of a like a relation it is getting out of a relationship but like a boyfriend like a toxic boyfriend relationship because it's just like oh my goodness like this isn't good for me but I feel terrible for leaving them mm-hmm. and it it's almost like it's my abandonment stuff and rejection coming back up because I'm like I don't want to do what they did to me. like I don't want somebody to feel how I have ever felt so I'm like oh no but at the same time like is this good for you though Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to say, like, what am I getting out of it? But really, like, is it a two-way friendship? Like, do they do what you do for them? Yeah. And I, I'm not saying friendship is all about, like, wh- what do they do? Like, that's not all it is. Because there's days where you're going to struggle and not be able to be as strong as your friend. But, like, it should be equal. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when me and Joss hang out, it's like an equal friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. It's just one of those things you kind of learn and it's just, like, I don't know where exactly I was going with this, but it's one of those <laughs> things that I don't, I, the, one of the biggest things I struggle with is I am like, oh, I'm set in this. And then I'm like, but I don't want them to feel how I felt. So then I'm like, should I do this, do this, drew this, should I do this? And it's just like, yeah, you should. But like, I, I think I was saying this the first time we tried to record, <laughs> but um, as we get older, we get more comfortable in analyzing our emotions. So yeah. like. What I was saying before, the example I gave before, I don't think I talked about it this time, right? No, not yet. Okay. I don't think so. Me and Kayla re-recorded part of this, so I'm, like, confused on what I said already and what I didn't. But, um, it's like if me and Kay were to get into an argument right now. This was in the first one. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, if me and Kay were to get in an argument right now, and it got way out of proportion, and I said something really hurtful to Kayla, and then she chose to then step out of the friendship... I would be able to look at that now, not in the moment, but, like, after things cooled down, I'd be able to look at it and be like, okay, but did she have a valid reason to leave the friendship? If I said something hurtful, then most likely, yeah, because you can't just have people abuse you. But... Like, as a kid, this is what I was saying. As a kid, you don't have those same skills to be able to analyze, well, why did my parents leave me? Oh, it's because, like, they have an addiction problem or it's because they have a mental health problem and they just can't be there for me right now. No seven-year-old is walking around saying that. You're literally thinking in that moment, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why was I not good enough? Or, like, did I scare my parents away? And then it causes other behavioral issues in a lot of kids. Some kids really end up acting out or some kids feel like they have to be perfect at everything they do to impress people and it comes out in all different ways those aren't the only ways
ways it can come out. But like that that's the difference between once you get older, you have those skills to analyze friendships and analyze relationships. But when you're a kid, you don't. So it's it's your feelings are still valid when they come up, but you just have to question it more. Like why what's this person going through that they left or why do I need to let go of this person rather than, oh, I'm just not good enough. That's why everybody leaves me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, um, before, and I still go through this, like, I'll not, I don't want to say a lot, but I still go through it. It's like one of those things where we look at ourselves and right away the negative thoughts come in. Yeah. And it's like those, one of those things where it's just like, I suck. Like I'm a terrible friend. And, um, in counseling, she was like, you need to stop. Yeah. Like, don't do that to yourself. Like, you're literally, because I'm a big overthinker, and our sermon was about a little bit about this yesterday, and she was saying, like, the overthinkers, like, what did she, what was the thing she was talking about? Mm, I don't remember. I have it in my notes. I'm sorry. It was about comparison. Comparison, but then she said, I might say this word wrong, but, um imposter oh imposter syndrome dude that is crazy yeah you've never heard of that before no not before she said that it's like where imposing thoughts really come into your mind and they just lie to you and continue to talk you into something that's not reality yeah yeah and I feel like I struggle with that a lot I'm like a big overthinker and then it's like okay like for example like I could have a conversation with somebody and a lot of people wouldn't like anytime I bring this up they're like no way I'm like no dude I really struggle with this like I could like say something to someone and if I don't know them that well I'm like I walk away and I'm like, oh my gosh, they hate me. Even when I do know them. Dude, yeah. I'll walk away and be like, think about all the things I could have said or done differently. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm like, they think I'm a weirdo because I looked at my foot. Or like, they think I'm a weirdo because I breathed a little weird. Literally. Like, it's so so annoying though because I literally will think about it even years later and get embarrassed about something I said. (laughs) And I'm like, what the frick? That person does not even remember. Yeah, and I do it a lot with just like situations with like old friends I'm like oh my gosh their family looks at me and they hate me see it's so interesting because we deal with it in two totally different ways I deal with it where I'm like that's why I don't talk to a lot of people until Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with them like I'll just be super quiet and just stay to myself because to me in my mind it's safer for me to just be that like quiet girl rather than go out of my way to say something and then get embarrassed yeah, dude, and I say something and then get And for you, you, you talk, and but you, I wouldn't even notice that yeah. you felt that way, but you, like, overcompensate by talking and just, like, <laughs> making it not awkward. Yeah. Where I'm the opposite. I'm like, girl, don't talk to me. <laughs> dude, like, don't yeah. Don't say nothing because I'm not going to respond because <laughs> I'm going to think about this for weeks later and I don't want to embarrass myself like this. Dude, and I, sometimes I'm like, shut up. Like, it sounds so bad, but I'm literally, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, can you stop talking now? Like, don't, they're going to look at you and think you're weird. Like, stop talking. And I'm like, you're not weird. Like, stop. Dude, I'll give an example. Last week, I went to Starbucks, and and I, like, ordered my typical order or whatever. I went to the window, and this girl, like, I'm... Whatever, I'm not going to say that. But she was looking at me, and she was super sweet, but she just... Something wasn't connected. Like, I was like, what's going on right now? So she was just staring at me, and she was like, hi. And I was like, hey. And she was like, how was your weekend? And I was like, 
Aw, like, it was really good. How was yours? And she was like, it was good. What'd you do? And, like, I was like, well, you know, I just relaxed and that's that. And then she was like, nice. And it was silent and I didn't know what to say. I was like, yeah, that's usually what I like to do on the weekends is just relax. And I still think about that to this day. And as I was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, why are you saying this? I'm just like shaking my head because it was just like silence. Yeah. And it's not something that bad where I should be tripping about it. But I literally thought about that. And I'm just like, why did I even, why, why didn't I just stop talking? Dude, I literally go through that all the time. I'm like, cause I have to be like direct patient contact. And sometimes with patients, like, you can just flow. Like, it's, like, normal people, obviously, but, like, it, like, flows. And then other times, I'm, like, this person hates me. Yeah, because, like, oh, it's just some people don't have social skills. Yeah. And it comes off as them being rude, but yeah. it's <laughs> But, like, us, people like us, we care about that. And that yeah. goes into the rejection. Like, feeling mm-hmm. like people don't like you or feeling like somebody doesn't like something about you just hits an insecurity Dude, yeah. that you're like, ooh. And it, it can literally throw me into such a downward mental spiral. Yep. Even something as little as somebody being like, I don't know, saying one rude remark. I will think about it all day and sometimes I cry. Dude. And it's like, why do, why do, well, why do I let myself get into that state of mind? Like the reflection of how they're acting has nothing to do with me. They're a complete stranger. They don't even know me. So they don't have enough evidence to be like, oh, I don't like that girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just like when you meet strangers, you're not thinking like, oh, I like them. I don't like them. I like them. I don't like them. Yeah. But that's how it feels when you work with people sometimes. Well, in my position, when I work with people, I'm like, dude, this person hates me. And I just met them. Yeah. But they're just, they could just be a rude person. They could just be having a bad day. It has no reflection of me, but I take it personally. I have a really hard time with the way people reply to me. Yeah, dude, I do too with texting. It's, it's the like, worst. Oh, like for some reason in my head, I'm like, if there's not an emoji, they hate me, dude. Literally, or if they take forever to respond. <laughs> I used to get my one of my friends um in California. She even when I lived out there, so I don't know why I trip about it so much. She is terrible at replying like she just is not good at replying and she told me that she's like if I don't reply don't take it offensively when I got home like I really love her a lot and when I got home like moved back she would like never reply to me and I really 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 got butt hurt for months yeah and then one day she was like I'm so sorry I feel like such a terrible friend and I'm like she does love me yeah and it's just like one of those things and I think I really thrive off, like, reassurance and somebody that's, like, oh, like, I do love you. Like, I love you so much. That's why me and Dude, Kayla work so yeah. well. Just we, so like, you every day, know. every day we text each other. We I have the love same you. love language. <laughs> Dude, like, it's, like, words of affirmation and, like, quality time. Yeah. that Dude, me and Joss are, like, the same in that way. Yeah. So that's why we're, like, perfect friends. But <laughs> it's, like, literally perfect for each other. <laughs> we're soul sisters. <laughs> but literally, like... I can get so butthurt. Like, somebody won't reply to me or they don't put, like... Like you said, an emoji in the text message. I'm like, well... They're mad. It's over. What I do now. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's so bad. I'm like, stop doing that. Like, but because of stuff like that or because of my fear sometimes of, like, people leaving me, it affects the way I am in friendships sometimes. Like, 
or I just won't reach out and like make friends because I'm just a very well I can be I shouldn't say I am I can be a very guarded person and so it really affects the way that I like make friendships or the friendships that I do have sometimes because sometimes even I'll push people away because I'm just like mm, it's easier to do this than them deciding to leave me yeah or I would do that with Zay when we first started dating like I would kind of push him away and be like mm, not today like, I'd rather be the one to leave. Like, that type of thing. Yeah. I definitely agree with you because sometimes when I get really close to people, I, like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, okay, well, they're probably going to leave eventually. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I think like that? Like, it's, and it's, it's like because it's true. It's a protection mechanism mm-hmm. or a defense mechanism that our brains are doing. Yeah. But sometimes I do think that it protects us, though. And, like, not that it's a positive thing, but sometimes it does protect us from negative relationships and negative people. Because now it's so easy for me. If somebody treats me badly right away, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely not letting you in my life. Because I know if I once I do, I'm not going to let you go and you're going to continue to treat me like this. Because once I love somebody, I'm not letting them go. Right. It's very hard for me to let somebody go once I actually love them. Right. So I think that is a positive. Like now I'm I really look at the person. I'm like, are they a safe person to put in my life? If not, see ya. And it's not hard for me. But once I have them in my life and I'm like friends with them and I love them, then it's very hard for me to let go. Yeah, I um, I struggle with keeping people around too long. Mm. Like that I know that needs to go and then I'm like, okay, well, should have let them go when they first gave me the red flag. Yeah. But I, I kind of have trouble too because I like always try to see the best in people and then it like gets to the point where I'm like, this person isn't good for me. Right. And I know it, but I struggle because I'm like, I just, like you said, it's they're already in your life. Yeah. And you just love them. Like, ah, it's so hard. Yeah. That's why once, I mean, like the Bible calls us to be fruit inspectors. So like when you meet somebody, you have to look at the fruit that they produce and be like, is this a person who produces good fruit? Or is this a per- person who produces bad fruit? And do I want, what type of fruit are they going to produce in my life if I accept them into my life? Dude, and that makes a lot of sense because it's just like saying, like, I want somebody who pulls me closer. I'm only, like, not saying I'm only allowing, but I'm, like, <laughs> the people who I'm being, like, allowing myself to be closest to is the people who push me towards Jesus. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, is this is this person going to pull me towards Jesus? Like, is their fruit, like, producing me to get closer to Jesus? Or is it, like, is their fruit producing me to be, like, further Mm -hmm. away from Jesus? And a lot of times I'm really bad with FOMO, too. Me, too. I struggle with that. I do, too, but I'm so quick to mute people. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, see ya. I, not against that person, but because I need to stop comparing myself. Yeah. And, like, I've been on this journey since, like, COVID because I'm, like, I don't really want to see what people are doing. Like, I'm low-key not feeling that great. I don't want to indulge in what other people are doing so that I feel even worse. Or I'll be so quick to delete that app, dude. If I'm like, no, you're on people's pages way too much, Joss. Like, if you can't have self-discipline, we're just going to delete the app. Mm -hmm. And I have real conversations with myself like that. Like, yeah, no, this week we're not doing social media. You're not in a good headspace. See ya. I really struggle with um, 
Snapchat and Instagram and sometimes Facebook. Facebook doesn't really bother me. I don't know. I just, I'm kind of like, whatever, it's there, it's there, it's not, it's not. Yeah. But Snapchat and Instagram are two of the worst ones for me. So a lot of times, I'll, this weekend I downloaded Snapchat again. I literally had to delete it the next day. Because really? I was like, I can't do it. Like, the I, only social media platform I have is Instagram. See, and I like Instagram mm-hmm. a lot. Like, that's the one I feel like I can get, I don't want to say get the most out of, but I feel like I see more positive things on Instagram because the things it's like the algorithm the things I see but like Snapchat is like everyone's lives and I'm just like yeah I shouldn't say the only one I have the only one I actively use is Instagram yeah Facebook I just post our link for save the girls but I don't ever scroll because I'm like I don't know I just don't really care about Facebook yeah Instagram I just love pictures and I just I don't know I feel like that's our generation's like social media platform is Instagram and TikTok, but I never really get, like, weird with TikTok because I don't follow people I know. It's just random people on the internet. Yeah. But I can't get comparing with, like, bodies and stuff. Yeah. Because everybody on TikTok is just, like, perfect and beautiful, and you're like, what the frick? Yeah, and then their workout machines, you're like, all right, I'm going to try to... And they can dance. Dude, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, like, think about that. I'm like, dude, if only I could dance. I'll try to make a video. I'm like, okay, girl, you have no rhythm. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it goes back to, like, and I deal with a lot of rejection towards myself, I feel like. Mm. I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but, like, just, like, looking at myself and being like, okay, like, you'll never be good enough. Like, I, it's so weird because I'm like. No, but that goes with abandonment. Yeah. It's because of the insecurities you feel from certain people leaving or certain events in your life that have made you insecure in that sense. But I, I, it's normal for people who feel like abandoned or rejected or like deal with trauma in that area to be overly critical of themselves because like I said we're always thinking what's wrong with me why did they leave like what did I do that made them leave yeah and we don't take into account the other person like no what are they going through that they're taking time for themselves in this area or what are they going through that made them say that mean thing to me what insecurity do they have and then you look at how they grew up how their parents treat them what relationships they've been in that have caused trauma to their lives because we all have it we all have baggage we all have things that have hurt us we all have insecurity in some area we all have problems so that's just like putting a bunch of broken people together and expecting everybody to get along constantly and everybody to be kind all the time it's just Mm -hmm. not going to happen even me I consider myself a very very nice person but when I'm in certain situations I can be rude because I get annoyed with something and I end up treating somebody some way that I'm not proud of you know but and Jesus knows that about us though but he just wants us to be better at it and so yeah, like, we're not, none of us are perfect. Yeah, and I think um, one of the elders said this um, in our Bible study, like, you can't give what you don't have. So, like, mm-hmm. broken people are going to hurt people, like, or hurt people are going to hurt people. Like, that's why it's so important, and I, like, what I've learned is, like, that's why it's so important to actually be whole in Jesus, because, like, if I'm whole in Jesus, like, I'm not going to go and hurt someone, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I know, too, because recently I've been, like, thinking it's something very prevalent right now. I'm trying to get completely good in my singleness season, because 
in the beginning I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things where I know if I were to get in a relationship right now, I'm not whole. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not completely whole. And I know I'll never... There's always going to be more stuff we're going to want to edify about ourselves. But it's, like, one of those things is I don't want to hurt somebody. Yeah. So I know I can't give them everything I'd want to give them. So I'm, like all right, sister, let's take a break and, like, focus on the things you want to get whole with Jesus. Yeah. And, like, again, it's, like, hurt people hurt people. Like, I can't give you what I don't have. Yeah. And I, and that's a lot of the thing that I feel like I deal with is, one of the things I really struggle with is I have such high expectations for people, and then I get disappointed because of what I set for people. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well, they hurt me, and they know how I feel, and it's just like, no, like, they don't know how I feel. Like, yeah. unless I tell them, like, they can't read my mind and be like, yeah. oh, not how she's feeling today. Yeah, I do want to give hope in the situation, too, though, because I really got on myself when me and, like, after me and Zay started going to church, I'm like, put in my head, like, well, in order for me to, you know, continue to grow, I need to be single. And I think that church really um, pushes that. And I think in some cases, yes, but not in all cases. Yeah. And I think because, because like I said, I got really hard on myself about that because I definitely wasn't whole when me and Zay first started dating at all. I was broken. I was drinking. I didn't know Jesus. I was just wandering through life really sad. And when I met Zay and he started bringing me to church, it gave me a purpose. And I continued, I'm still not 100% at all. And I don't think every anybody ever will be 100%. Like, mm-hmm. truly, if they're being truly honest, I don't think everybody will be 100% every area of their life. Um, but I definitely have grown so much, even though I was with Zay. So I just want to add that in there because, like, yes, I do. I know God does amazing things in single season. I think it's one of the biggest gifts that God gives us. But it doesn't mean that it's impossible if you're with the right person. But that goes to say if they're somebody who you can grow in your faith with or if it's, you know, somebody you can't. And then you have to decide whether they need to go or they can stay. But um, it, I will say, too, being single, you have less temptation to fall into, like, sexual sin or um, other sins that come along with being in a relationship before you're married. Um, so there's, yeah. But I just wanted to add that because I think it's important for everybody to get um, the different perspectives. Yeah, um, I completely agree with that because um, with... Zay is a man of God, so he, mm-hmm. like, is pushing you towards Jesus. Yeah. So, like, again, it's, like, the eggs in the basket. Like, it's, like, I'm sorry, but if you're not on the same path as me, peace yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, it's one of those things, and it's beautiful. I tell Jazz and Zay this all the time. I have to be careful I say it, because sometimes I combine their names. Zay Joss. Zay Joss. Their relationship gives me a lot of hope, and it's very beautiful because I see an actual example of a godly relationship that I have basically, like, my fingertips on and able to, like, experience because I've never seen that, and so it's so beautiful to me to be able to be able to be able to be able (laughs) to be able to experience that with them, and I'm just like, wow, you guys give me so much hope. Like, I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful because I have never seen this before. Yeah, and lately it's interesting because I feel like 
I get really hard on myself and our counselor just told me that today. She's like, you are just putting so much pressure on yourself. You're so hard on yourself. But for some reason, it's so hard not to be hard on myself because I just hold myself at a really, really high expectation, like sometimes an unrealistic expectation. But especially in my faith, I'm just like, it all, even though you, your mind knows it's not true because it's all over the Bible and obviously like God forgives everything, but it's hard to think sometimes when you make a mistake that God isn't going to be like, well, this time it's it. Right. And I want to tie that together with like feeling abandonment on the earth and from your earthly people and your earthly family, your earthly parents, sometimes it's even harder for us to fully trust God in that area because we're like, well, one day God's just going to be like, yeah, they're a lost cause. Like, I'm not, there's no point in trying anymore. And so I think that that's really affected my relationship with God. Right. Like, because it, our minds always think in the worldly way. Like, our first reaction isn't always spiritual. Yeah, I honestly, um, one time I went to this um, Bible study, it was, we didn't read the Bible, but it was like this guest speaker came and talked, and he said, like, this is super sad, but he, he said he was going to commit suicide, and then Jesus showed up in his room, and I was talking to our counselor, I, I like, think about it, I'm like, what if she listened to this? No, <laughs> She's like, right? She'd be like, they talk about me like this? Like, we were joking before. This is, hold on, I want to get back yeah. to that. But we were joking before and we were like, dude, because us and one of our other friends go to the same counselor and we're like, what if we invited her to our, like my wedding and they're all just like in the the bridal party. We're all just standing there and she's probably just sitting there like shaking her head. Like, mm. She's like, I knew. <laughs> I cannot counsel all three of these girls. They're besties. Anyway. But um I I like had a moment and I was like, dude, like he God showed up in his room and then he like that's when he gave his life life to Jesus and he rededicated his life to Jesus and all this stuff and that's like just the super summarized version of a story. But like after that I kinda got hard on myself and I'm like, God does not love me as much mm. as that person and I was like, Wow. And then the fact that I was like even thinking that I'm like that's not right, but I can't help it. It's just the thoughts that came into my mind, and it's just, like, that's where the abandonment comes in because I'm, like, he loves him way more than he loves me. And, like, that's not true, but that's where your mind goes. It's mm-hmm. just, like, I'm never going to be as loved as, like, kind of what you were saying. Like, it's, like, oh, I'm a lost cause. Like, yeah. God will never love me that much. It's just, like, and it's, like, God gives us each different things. Like, yeah, and I think I shared this in another episode, too, but... That was one of the thoughts that led me to getting deliverance because I was sitting in and it was totally random because I was feeling so good in my faith. I was feeling like good in my life and all of a sudden I was sitting in church and I was looking around and I'm like, God will never love you the way he loves all these people. Like you should just kill yourself. And I really believe that that leads people to killing themselves because for me to even just have that thought and I haven't been suicidal since high school, it was like, what in the world? And so that's what actually led me to being prayed for and then later like other events happened and it led me to being delivered because I started to feel this urgency to get delivered and it's just crazy that (laughs) it's crazy that the enemy can implant lies like that in our heads but how real it feels in the natural dude yeah I um during because I got delivered after Joss did and in my deliverance one of the ladies she's like 
every time I see her, I, like, give her a big hug because it just brings me back. She was, like, I'm hearing God tell me that, like, even when, like, those people didn't love you, they showed it through their actions, and, like, you might have not felt it, and it might have, you might have not like heard it from them but they do love you and like basically like what I got from it is like God was like I love you mm. like and I just kept hearing God like tell me and I hear this a lot like it's almost like when am I just gonna be enough for you yeah and it's one of those things where it's just like I have to learn that because I don't fully understand that like what God's love can all entail and then you feel yeah. it for a second and you're like that's what it feels like yeah and it's so crazy because it's just like God loves us. I always tell, like, when people ask me, I'm like, imagine, like, how much you, like, love your nieces and nephews. Like, you love them or you love your children. God loves us, like, a million, million, trillion, billion times more than that. Yeah. And, like, we, our love for, like, our children, yeah, it's strong. It's so strong. But then, like, God for us, that's a million times more. Yeah. And it just gives me so much comfort. But then I'm just like, God. But why do I feel sad? Like, yeah. I, like, toss back and forth constantly, dude. Yeah, and my deliverance, too, and this is kind of crazy, but she was, like, the same lady. She was saying how um, I see, she was like, I see you when you were a little kid and you were, like, playing by yourself and you, all the kids thought you were weird, but God says that he was with you and he was playing with you and he was laughing with you and he loves you. And it's crazy because it just shows like moments like that you, we feel so rejected, but God was still there. Like, even though we were rejected by the people around us, like God was still there and he is still there even when we get rejected now or in the future. Like he's always there, even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, like he's literally always right by you and he sees you, he knows you. Like I, that was the hardest thing for me to understand is like, God knows who I am. God knows who Kayla is. God knows who my neighbor is. Like, he knows each individual one of us just, like, more than we could ever know ourselves, more than anybody on this earth could know themselves. Like, one thing that helps me is realizing that our relationship with God is unique, and he can give all of his attention to each one of us all at the same time. It's not like, oh, he gives more attention to her or more attention to him like he gives just as much of attention to you it depends it's dependent on how much you seek him and that's like when I'm in my word and I'm praying all the time and I'm listening to sermons I feel more way more close to God in those moments than in the seasons of me not doing those things but we can't blame God for not feeling him as much because we have to actively seek it yeah um, the song, like when you were talking about that, um, mm -hmm. Waymaker is like such a beautiful song and it's like, there's a part, it's like the whole song is going and then at the end, it's like, even when I don't see you, you're working, even when I don't feel you, you're working. Every si time that song like plays at church, I'm like, holy cow. Like I almost break out in tears every single time. Cause it's just like, even when I don't feel you, God, you're still working. Like that's yeah. when your hand is on the situation the most. And I'm like, it gives me so much comfort because I know God is working in my favor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dang. And another song is He Knows My Name. And that song, oh that my goodness, dude. I, yeah. When you said that, I was like, right away, I was like, dude, he knows those my songs name. Yeah. In my head too. I was like, but it's so true because when I first started listening to that song, it's like He literally knows who I am. And little moments like that, when you have somebody speak a word to you, you're just like 
whoa, mm-hmm. like God does know who I am. Like, yeah. it just, it's like, you know it, but then it gets reconfirmed and you're like, that is literally insane that out of billions of people, he knows who I am. That's crazy. Dude. And, um, we actually went to this Bible study with another elder at our church and she was like, so how are you guys doing this week? And I was like, well, I really am feeling like this. She's like, that's crazy because she gets words over people's head and she can like see like through spiritualized, like what people are struggling with, which is crazy. And she was like, oh yeah, I saw that. And I was like, bro, what? It was without me even saying anything to her. And she just knew I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, God. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. When I, one time, I love sharing words that people give because I feel like it gives people a perspective of how crazy, like, the spiritual life can be when you oh, yeah. actually start to tap into it. But um, when I first started really getting into my faith, like, reading my Bible and, like, really seeking God, um, I still really struggled with condemnation and feeling shame and guilt. And she walked up to me at church one day and she was like, how have you been? Like this and that. I'm like, I've been good. Cause that's usually my go-to response. Like I've been good. Like, cause sometimes not all the negative, th- negative things come up. And she was like, cause I had a dream about you last night and I saw above your head, shame and guilt. And, and she was like, I just feel like that's really what the enemy tries attacking you with. And it's crazy because it is so, it's always been so easy for me to sit in condemnation and just think about all the bad things that I've done, all the bad, like all the sin that I've done. And like God, yes, we can't just keep doing it and then expect God to like, or well, he does always forgive us, but just like take advantage of his forgiveness. Like that's not what he wants out of us. Like, but, um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, yeah, I, like, sit in that a lot, and, like, I don't want to take advantage of God's forgiveness, and then I condemn myself and this and that, but God doesn't want us to sit in that either. Right. And that's a trick of the enemy to keep us stagnant in our faith. And so when you're feeling that, you have to read scripture about that and move on from it and realize, say the sinner's prayer and realize that you are forgiven and you just have to move forward. I think one thing that helped, like, gives me comfort in those moments is, like, God already knew what I was going to do. So it's, like, one of those things, like, even when I do mess up, I'm like, okay, God, like, you already, I try to, like, yeah, yeah, not, like, I see what you're saying, but we also can't get yeah, that, because that's, I like, know. kind of, like, well, I, God knew he was going to forgive me anyway, yeah. like, he knew I was going to do that, so, mm. yeah, but it is it's true, okay today. he does know everything that we're going to do, and he still loves us yeah. through that, but he can't force us to ask for forgiveness either. Right. That's so, where free will comes in, sisters. Yeah. Me, and, <laughs> me and, I was going to say his name, me and one of my coworkers were um, talking about free will today. Well, debating free will. He's like one of those people that just will never agree with you. Like, you could literally be like, no, this is what I mean. And he'll be like, go around what you're talking about. And he'll be like, well, is it really free will, though? And, like, I'm just like, yes, God gives us free will. And he's like, well, free will, you have to actually study what that means. And I'm like, okay, but God doesn't come down and take our hand and, like, make us go to church or literally carry us to do the right thing. Like, he does give us free free will. Like, we have the choice to do right or wrong. I'm not saying we should sin, but we have the, the will to, or the free will to. Right. And he was just arguing me to the ends of the earth. And I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. But that just brought up my, that just brought to my memory my brother does that he'll like i know i'm right and he'll like be like no 
He can convince <laughs> me I'm wrong even when I'm right. See, but this guy, I think he really just... I don't think he does it in the same way that your brother does. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Your brother does it to make you upset. Oh, uh, I this know. This guy doesn't do it to make you upset. He just <laughs> genuinely, like, he just doesn't have it in him to agree. Like, he just doesn't. It just he's like, doesn't. oh, you're wrong. It's not a part of his brain. Okay, okay, okay. But he's, like, a sweet guy, and he really does know the Bible, but certain things I'm just, like, pro- can you just agree with me? Like, I'm actually, I know I'm right. <laughs> this one time. Yeah. This one time. But anyway, I'm exhausted, y'all. I'm Dude, it's so been a long day for tired. us both. It's literally 9 o'clock while we're recording this after us working, and I'm exhausted. Dude, I, I literally felt like, I was like, when you said 9 o'clock, I was like, no way. Well, we kind of procrastinated because I was like, well, I didn't get off until 6, and then I was making dinner, so we really didn't get together until like quarter after 7. Yeah. And then we started recording, and then it wasn't working out, so we re-recorded, so now we are. this is probably like a 40, 45 minute. Dude, it was good, though. <laughs> it was really good, and I'm, I feel like this, well, I know that this is a really big topic among people and a a lot of women as well especially young women yeah so I just think it's good to be aware of these things and have open conversations about it because yeah it sucks and it's being vulnerable but it's reality and some people don't even know that that's what they're feeling and hopefully that this gave you some clarification if you have been feeling that way um on what you can do and obviously we always advise counseling like oh yeah Christian counseling all day long I would I literally tell people I'm like yeah I went to they're like, what did you do? I'm like, yeah, I went to therapy. They're like, oh. I know people like act like it's so weird, but to me, it's like, bro, this has been eight years of my life now, right. so Honestly. it's really not that big a deal. I openly, I tell my bosses, I'm like, yeah, I got a, I got a therapy appointment. Like, I'll be right. like, late to work, and they're like, oh, okay. Dude, <laughs> and if people say like, oh, do you really need it? Like, yeah. You probably could yeah. use it, too. I think everybody could benefit. Even Dude. people who think that they don't need it, they're usually the people who really need it because they're not willing to look at yeah. it. Yeah, and they don't want to dig deep. Yeah. Trust me, sisters, when you dig deep. Once you dig deep and get it out, it you it's feel so, so good. liberated, yep. Dude. Dude, God, yeah. God genuinely wants to deliver us from things that we hold in because it affects the way that we are in our faith. Yeah. Anyways, we need to stop talking. We just keep adding. Dude, we're, just, we're rambling. I'm like too exhausted to even do the outro. <laughs> Anyways. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you. Follow us at Save the Girls Podcast on Instagram especially, TikTok, Twitter, all of the social media accounts, and subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts because those aren't the only two things we're on. We're on a bunch of them. Amazon Music, we found out yeah, today, too. Yeah, a lot of people listen to us on Amazon Music. So anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can pretty much listen to our podcast. Anyway, now we're rambling. We love you guys because we want to save, save the, the girls. girls.